Everyone give someone a high five next to you. Give them a hug, a high five. We have another exciting day today. How many of y'all are ready to be pushed out of your comfort zone? Very good. How many of you do not want to be pushed out of your comfort zone? Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we'll be gentle. We'll be gentle. Uh, a couple things. Uh, tonight at uh, 6 o'clock service we have Drew Brees and he's going to be here, but he's also going to be broadcast to all the campuses. We're also going to have giveaways from him at all the campuses. He's going to be sharing his testimony. And actually on Gospel Central, our app, he has uploaded his testimony, so you could see that, and most importantly, share it. Uh, if you're new, we launched an app two weeks ago called Gospel Central, and if you want to download it, the instructions are in your bulletin, but all you have to do is text GOSPEL to 59769, and that's in your bulletin. You can take that with you. Uh, text GOSPEL, it'll send you a link to your phone or your computer that tells you how to download it. Uh, the Gospel Central app is designed to teach you how to share your testimony in three or four minutes, and then you record it on the phone. It goes into a data bank, and the, the, the app is designed to empower you to share testimonies with people that you meet. So you may meet somebody who just got off uh, drugs and maybe crystal methamphetamine or just is addicted to pornography. You could type in the app, pornography. Crystal meth, and it'll send you testimonies of people who have overcome that through the power of Christ. And then you could send those testimonies to that person, or you could put the testimonies on Facebook where everybody can read, and, I mean, watch. At the end of every testimony is the gospel presentation. And so every testimony you send out, uh, someone will get the gospel. And if someone watches your testimony and gets saved, you will get notified that someone got saved watching your testimony. And it will also be next to your, your image on the app. It will say one, two, three, four decisions ongoing. So uh, we've been practicing sharing your testimony here in service. Today we're going to finish that three-part series where you're actually going to practice. And then hopefully today you're going to download your app, your video. We need you to download your video. And then so we can have a bunch to send out. Can I get amen? Amen. amen. So uh, I want to share some stats with you about the app. Our goal was 15,000 decisions from March 1st to uh, August, April 19th. And right now we've had 8,200 decisions right there on the bottom left. 8,296 decisions. Amen. And that's, a, that's everything happening here at the church. Top middle is 5,200 people have downloaded the app. Right below that is 305 videos have been uploaded. In other words, 305 testimonies. So today we hope to go over 1,000 because a bunch of you are going to add your testimonies. Can I get amen? amen? Amen. We've been training you and it's really simple. Okay, we're not asking you to share your deep, dark secrets, just enough for people can see that God has done something in your life. Amen. Uh, the top, we have 28 gospel central salvations. That means 28 people have gotten saved through the app specifically. Uh, it says a 36% share ratio because 77 people have shared. That's it. So we want you to share the videos. Put them on Facebook. Send, them to, uh, send uh, videos to people you know who, who need Christ. How many of you know somebody personally who needs Christ? Can I get amen? Thank you very much. So you need to send in those videos to those people. Okay, so you say, okay, it's a woman, it's a guy, they're black, white, Hispanic, other, they did drugs, whatever it is. Put that profile and it will send you videos 
related to them. And then you can say, hey, I thought you might be interested in watching this. And send it to them. See what happens. Amen? Amen? Very good. Okay. So today we are going to finish that process of sharing and you are going to be completely prepared to put your phone up and go boom and share it. How many of y'all, how many of y'all right now, and I'm going to ask you this at the end of the service, how many of y'all right now say, you know what, I think I'm going to do it today. Raise your hand real high. Huh, like Ten of y'all. <laughs> crushed. I'm crushed. I'm devastated. I, I should just like go home right now. Just, okay, we'll, we'll ask you that in a few minutes and maybe I'll feel better. Okay, let's see your Bibles, let's see your Bibles. On three, say word. word. And by the way, I know that people in East, there's a whole lot of people in East County who are ready to share their testimony because I can hear them screaming right now, right? East County, San Ecedro, North County. What about here in Point Loma? How many of y'all ready to share your testimony? <laughs> We're going to get there. Uh, let me tell you something. And I'll say this again at the end of the service. The devil does not want you to share your testimony. He wants you preaching at people. He wants you saying, the Bible says this. That's what he wants you to do. Because there's a lot of huh in that. He doesn't want you sharing the power of God in your life. So you need to know that. Because it's the most powerful thing you know. More people are going to get saved by hearing what God has done in your life than whatever else you do. The devil does not want you. So I, I want to encourage you to think beyond yourself and think about the people in your life that you know need God. Because if they don't get God, what happens? They die and go to hell. And it's because you felt like I didn't want to share my testimony. Now, I'm not sharing you to put your, put your whole story out on the Internet. However, what God has done in your life is definitely Internet worthy. So let's figure out a way to do that. Amen? That's what, that's what we're talking about. Amen? Okay. Uh, uh, see, Bible. I was in a prison. Uh, uh, I, was, I was visiting a prison, making a video. <laughs> and uh, in the prison, Donovan Prison here, uh, it was really right outside their uh, intake area. They, wear, they used to wear orange jumpsuits in this particular yard. So I was, had this little video I was making where I was putting this orange jumpsuit on and I was going to go out and reenact something. And I was in this utility room where I was getting dressed and there was an employee in there and he, I, and we're talking and he's dropping F-bombs, dropping F-bombs, just cursing. And that was fine with me, I, you know, whatever, I've been around it all my life. And then he, he says, so what do you do? And he says that to me. And I said, well, I'm a pastor and I'm making a video for our, for our church. And he's like, oh, oh, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm a Christian too. <laughs> it's like, really, really? I said, okay, so like what church do you go to? Because I want to call you a pastor. <laughs> I said, what church? And, and, but, but really, he says, I'm, a, I'm an usher. I'm an usher at my church. And so I was like, oh, man. I said, uh, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, hopefully you're not, you know, ushering people to their seat with those words. And um, so I said, what church? He told me what church. And, you know, I got to minister to him, encourage him. Uh, but when you get saved, what happened after you got saved? Like, did how you treat people change? Did how you view the world change? Did how you view yourself change? Did how you talk change? It should because when you get saved, you give your life to Christ and you tell Christ, change me to be like you. That's what you're saying. Okay? So we've been looking at our testimony and our testimony comes in three parts. First part is I was. Everyone say I was. Then the next part is then Jesus. And the third part is since then. So we've been studying over the last three weeks and practicing writing out our testimony. Two weeks ago, we wrote out I was, and then we shared it with each other. Last week, we wrote out I was, then Jesus, and we shared it with each other. This week, we're going to write out I was, 
then Jesus, the whole thing since then. And we're going to share it with each other. And guess what? You're going to be like, that's it? That's it. you be like, yeah, I, I, I used to do drugs and I was, I was lost. And then one day I was, someone shared the gospel with me and I asked Jesus Christ to be my Savior. You know what? I don't do that anymore. Now, I think about it sometimes and, you know, I get tempted. But you know what? Christ is my strength. That's simple. Oh, by the way, would you like that? No? Okay, well, I'll pray for you anyway. Yes, let's pray right now. It's that simple. It's that simple. And the devil wants to go, oh, don't share. You're going to be a Jesus freak. Yes, be a Jesus freak. You'd rather be a Jesus freak than a cocaine freak. <laughs> or you, 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 it's better to be a Jesus freak than a, just a freak. <laughs> Some of y'all are the freak of the week. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what we're going to do, I just want you to read it in John chapter, John chapter 9 real quick. We got a lot to go. John chapter 9, verse 25. There was a guy who was blind. This is so simple. Everyone say so simple. It's so simple. You know, it, it, Jesus would say to you, you know, that was so simple. Why didn't you do it? Uh, uh, it was so simple. This guy was blind all his life. Jesus healed at him. And he just told people, I was blind, now I see. I don't know anything else. How can you argue with him? I can see you. How can you argue? I used to do cocaine, now I don't. That's my story. I'm sticking to it because it's true. Matter of fact, some of my druggy friends are here at church from then who also aren't doing that. We can all vouch for what God has done in our life. So this guy was blind. He heals him. Jesus heals him. And the, the religious critics were like, you know, this guy's a sinner. He didn't really do that to you. He couldn't have done it to you. He's a sinner. He's not the Messiah. And look what this guy says. One very simple verse in verse 25. This is your story. Whether, verse 25, John 29, 25, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. And you know what? It don't matter. I don't even care. I'm just throwing those words in there, by the way. But, just, but I'm just saying. It says, I don't know. It says, because here, all that is important to me. One thing I know, I was blind, now I see. Everybody say, I was blind. Now I see. You, you know what your testimony is? I was. Then Jesus. Since then. That's it. That's it. So, I want you to get out this little piece of paper. It's a white piece of paper. Why does it got to be white? Because that's just how they made it. It's, just, it's not a racist thing. It's just white. Man, y'all so sensitive. I need to do a message here on racism since it's such a hot topic in our country. Uh, but I'll just give you a 30-second overview. There are no white people on this planet and there's no black people on this planet. Y'all like, what does that mean? Y'all all are brown. You just really like brown? Some of y'all just really, really, really light brown, and you need to stay in the sun to get it so you could, it's visible. It's called a tan. Bronceado. <laughs> and then some people are really, really, really dark brown, but we're all brown. The only people who got it right are the Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> Me Latinos and brownies, they're all brown. Why, why, why God, you know, God, this is, this is the genius of God and the curse of man. The genius of God is that God can take one color and make everybody the same color, different shades, and be so beautiful. And yet the devil will tell you, which you should never say, don't ever say you don't see color. Don't say that. That's not politically correct. It's not nice. It's offensive. Because when you tell me you don't see color, I say, so what is this then? 
And the only way you, the only reason, the only times people say that is when they're around people of different color. A bunch of white people don't go around saying, I don't see color, I don't see color, because you're all white, so you'll see, you're all the same. You only say it when you see color. God says, I, I want you to appreciate the different shades I made. That's a whole different story. We're not going to get into that. But anyway, uh, it's white paper. <laughs> so here's we go. We'll do, a whole, we'll do a whole sermon on that, and I'll give you some scientific evidence about us all being brown. Just look up the word melanin in the, in the, in the, in the, on the, on the, on the in there. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Stop laughing, we got, we got stuff to do, okay. So, so I'm going to go through this, then we're going to see a skit, and then we're going to practice it. It says, look, uh, everyone, I was, everyone say I was. I was. This is your testimony. I'm going to read through it real quick. This is what you're going to fill in. The first part of your testimony is I was. My name is blank, you put in your name. I grew up in blank, you put in where you grew up. Before I gave my heart to God, my life was blank. Empty, lost, confused. I believed I would be happy if I did drugs, watched pornography. For example, it would not be uncommon for me to watch pornography all night, drink all night, do cocaine all night, yell at my wife all night, all day. After a while, my behavior began to make me feel empty, lost, confused, suicidal, and that wasn't working out for me. Say amen if you're following me. Amen. amen. Next part, it says, then Jesus. At this point in my life, my belief about God was blank. I was agnostic. I was ignorant. I was uh, in a cult. I thought Jesus was a fraud or I was interested. Whatever you, whatever's true about your life. But it wasn't until I heard or experienced a gospel, a radio program, someone witnessed to me at a bus stop, and that Jesus loved me, wanted to forgive me, die for my sin, that I began to consider trusting God in my life. You should have just turned the page over if you're following me. And so when I was, what, at church, driving down the street, listening to the radio, whatever it is, I proceeded to pray and ask Christ to be my Savior or whatever happened. Afterwards, I didn't view drugs, pornography, etc., as the ultimate source of my happiness anymore. I now know the only way to finally receive joy and contentment is blank. Are you following me? Say amen if you're with me. Amen. amen. You're going to fill all this in in about a minute and a half. And then it says, in my old, and this is, this is now since you got saved, in my old life before trusting God, I found comfort, identity, and fulfillment in blank. Drugs, whatever it was, I used to take every opportunity to what? Get high, whatever, watch pornography, etc. And after I received Jesus, the things I did with my time completely changed. Now I... Read the Bible, pray, go to church, listen to, listen to sermons, listen to pr Christian music. My life has changed dram dr dramatically, though I may still struggle with things. They're getting better and I'm different in so many ways, such as blank. I'm more patient, more kind. The reason I put in there, though I may still struggle, because you're not perfect. Can I get an amen? amen? Hey, I, I, I'm still, I, I'm working it out. I'm going to work it out to the day I die. And so here's what we're going to do. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to just fill that in in your own words. We're going to give you four minutes on the screen. You're going to hear Jeopardy music for three minutes and 45 seconds. And then at the last 15 seconds, you're going to hear MC Hammer, Hammer Time. And that means that your time is running out. So I just want you, and trust me, I know this is not a normal sermon. I know you come here, a lot of y'all come here to be entertained for 45 minutes. But unfortunately, this is not uh, the gong show. This is church. So we're going to, we're going to give, you, give you an opportunity to actually participate. And let me tell you, this is one of the most important things you can ever have in your life is the ability to let your testimony roll off your tongue. Blam. So we're going to start the music. You've got four minutes, and I'm going to ask you to just to fill in all those blanks. And then after that, we're going to see a skit, and then we'll move on to the next phase of our service.
bell, school's back in. Break it down. Time. Okay. Y'all done? No. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to see a skit and you can just keep writing in your testimony. This is something we're going to practice and practice and practice. Um, but just, you're going to see the skit on how to share it and then we'll go to the next phase. But keep writing in as you see the skit. Let's give them a warm welcome as they come up. Hello. Mm. Morning. How you doing today, sir? Fine. Just doing what I got to do to get by. Yeah. I know what you mean. I used to... I started drinking when I was 12. <laughs> Became an alcoholic by 14. and Spent the next 10 years of my life in a fog. I mean, it was the worst 10 years... I destroyed every relationship I had. How about you? There were a couple of times I thought I could beat it, but it never worked. How did you do it? How did you get clean? <laughs> well, I was just hanging out in front of the liquor store, and I saw this young girl. She reminded me so much of me before I started drinking. When I was alive and full of big dreams, she smiled at me before she went in the store. <clears throat> For some reason, that little two-second smile just broke my heart. I mean, I'd come so far from that young, bright life. And I just fell down on my knees right there. And I cried out to God to just take my life. It just ended. I, I didn't want to live that way anymore. And right then, at that very moment... I heard so clearly in my head God say, I love you. Come to me, I've been waiting for you. And um, my heart melted. I felt kind of warm and tingly, but not like a buzz. <laughs> it was different. It was real. It changed everything. Does any of this make any sense to you? Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> but I can't imagine hearing God speak to me. He'd probably have some pretty harsh words. I mean, like, look at you. You never amount to anything good. Stop taking up space in the world. No, I know what God wants to say to you. That he loves you. I'm telling you, you can believe it. He knows you. He knows your pain. He felt our pain and more on the cross when he died. He died so we could have new life. You know, I have something here that helps kind of explain how to get that new life if you'd like to see it. Thanks. After I gave my life to Jesus, I finally started to believe that I did have something to offer. You know, that I could help other people like me. But even more than that, now I just, I just look for opportunities for God to use me in ways I never even imagined. Like right here with you. So God is using you now. 
here with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm 12 years sober and I've never looked back. I mean, I'm not saying life isn't hard, but now I don't need the bottle anymore to help me deal with it. I have God. Wow, it, it sounds so simple. I mean, it's hard to believe that it's true. Trust me, I, I want to believe it's true. I do. Well, can I pray with you right now? We could pray together. I'd appreciate that. My name is Ellen. I'm Chris. Hi. Hi. Let's, uh, let's uh, show our appreciation for three weeks they've been doing this every day. Thank you very much. Jane and Victoria, God bless y'all. God bless you. Okay, so uh, I appreciate y'all being patient and sticking this out. We've got about 12 minutes left. Amen? Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you to turn to someone near you, and I want you to share your thing with them. Now, you may say, well, I didn't finish. So here's how you can do that. You can sit there and keep writing, or you can just read it and fill in the blank as you talk. Because guess what? You know your story. You know your story. And you could say it a thousand ways. Don't worry about getting it exactly one way. Just read it to the person next to you. But here's what I want to, here's what I want to challenge you to do. If you, let's just go through it real quick. You're going to read, I was. Everyone say, I was. Yes. Say, then, Jesus. Yes. Say, since then. Yes. And then after since then, it says an encouragement for others. Say amen if you see that. Amen on the back. You're going to say that. And then it's going to say, I accepted Jesus. Say amen if you see that in the middle of the back. Say amen if you see that. I, I accepted Jesus' invitation into a relationship, which is salvation. Through a prayer which outlined the terms and conditions of our relationship. So when you ask Christ to be your Savior, you are accepting an invitation into a relationship. And by praying that you are saying, God, I acknowledge, I am reciting that I understand I am a sinner and that you died for me. I am confessing with my mouth that I understand I'm surrendering my life to you. That's all that your prayer is. There's no magic in it. You're t- just agreeing like a vow in a marriage. And so it says it's as simple as ABC, and it has the gospel ABCs. So what I would like you to do is when you share your testimony with the person next to you, I want you to say that. I accepted Christ, and it was as simple as ABC, and I want you to read that out loud to the person. So you're basically saying, here's how I got saved in general. And then at the very bottom, it says, do you understand? Everybody tell me, say amen if you see the very last sentence. It says, do you understand? Say amen if you see that. Very good. You want to say to the person after you read the ABCs, do you understand that prayer? And would you be interested in accepting Jesus' invitation into a relationship? In other words, would you like Jesus to be your Savior? I want you to say that to the person next to you. And if, you, if that is asked of you, I want you just to say yes. Whether you're saved or not. And, and why? Because I want the person sharing their faith with you to practice responding to you. 
And if the person you ask, would you like to receive this invitation? If they say yes, then say, well, repeat this prayer with me then. And then you say the prayer so they can repeat it after you and they'll get saved. Hypothetically, some will get saved. But we want to practice. Can I get amen? And then when you get them, after that, at the very bottom, it says text save to 59769, the very bottom. If you really do get saved, tell us, text that number. And by the way, that number is also on this little card. And the gospel is also on this little card that you should have with you all the time. No matter where you are, 24 hours a day for the rest of, well, as far as we know, for the rest of your life, you text us that number if you get saved or someone gets saved so we can send them information. Because no matter who gets saved, anywhere throughout the week or whatever, using this card, using that number, we will respond to them by sending them a correspondence to their phone and inviting them to, to, uh, to send them materials to help them in their walk with Christ. It's electronic follow-up. And we'll also invite them to classes we have, but then they can choose to do that. Is that clear? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to put five minutes on the clock, and you do what you can. At the end, we'll close out the service. And so turn to someone next to you, preferably someone you don't know, and share that, and then we'll, we'll close out here in a few minutes. Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry, one more thing. I'm sorry. Hello, hello. Let me share one more thing with you. Everyone say seven Bs. When you share your faith, seven things to remember. They're on the screen. It's also on the app. If you get the app, it'll be on there. One, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. You make a horrible somebody else, but a fantastic you. God will never require you to be somebody else, ever. Number two, be compassionate. I want you to imagine the person that you're talking to knows nothing about God and they just want a way out of their pain, just like you did. Three, be confident that your story is powerful. No matter how boring you think your story is, the Holy Spirit is what changes them, not your story. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit working through your story. Be accountable to your own words. Don't be talking about I'm following Jesus and you got five baby mamas down the street. <laughs> like the guy at the prison I was telling you about. Be short. Say it and stop. Be simple. It's a story, not a Bible study. You are not preaching. You are sharing. You're offering. This is what happened to me and... Hopefully it blesses you. And lastly, be spiritually prepared. Pray for that person, especially if you're going to plan the witness for somebody, you want to pray. Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray supernatural things happen right now on all our campuses. In Jesus' name, amen. Judging our defender, sir.
Okay, how many, of you, how many of you want more time? Fantastic, you have the rest of the day <laughs> and the rest of your life to practice. How many, of you, how many of you learned something about sharing your testimony that's going to empower you to do it? Amen? Very good. How many of you are ready to upload your video on the app. Let's see a show of hands, real high. Let's see, real high, real high, real high. Let's give all those people a big hand. Let's give all those people a big hand. God bless you. And I, I know we have people in East County, North County, San Ysidro as well, and Coronado, they're gonna share your testimony. Um, here's the most important thing. Share your testimony, I, share your testimony, put it on the app, but then share them. In other words, start thinking of people in your life who need the Lord and send the video to them. If you know a football player, Drew Brees' testimony is up there. Send it out. Say, check this out. Put it on Facebook. Let all the people on Facebook. That's what the app is for. It's not for us to put our video up. It's not MySpace. It's to get people saved. Amen? Amen. I'm going to read something to you and then the campus pastors will take over. Um, take this little card out, if you will. This little card. If you don't have one, when you leave, please grab a card. It looks just like this. Ask Jesus to be your Savior. It's simple as ABC. It says, Father, I admit that I'm a sinner, that my sin has brought death and destruction into my life, my relationships with people and God. I believe that Jesus died for my sin, that his death paid the penalty for my sin. I confess or agree that Jesus is Lord, that he died and rose from the dead and is able to forgive me of my sin. Jesus, I trust that you love me. You can hear my prayer. By faith, I ask you, please forgive me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. I surrender my life to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Watch this. If you prayed that prayer for real, text us. If you go home and pray that prayer, text us. If on Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon you pray that prayer, text us. If you know somebody that you would like to lead to the Lord, go tell, share this with them and have them text us so we can help them. Are you following me? If all of us go out and get one person, thousands of people's lives will change. That is the bottom line, is that people's lives will change. Can I get an amen? amen? So here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. We went through three services where we practiced this stuff. For a reason. So now you feel comfortable saying it. Save this piece of paper. Work on it. This form is on the app, gospelcentral.us. Gospelcentral.us. You could download it. The instructions in your bulletin. 
Download the app Practice. Everyone say Practice. practice. Say practice. practice. Say Practice. Practice. Last thing and then I'm going to ask uh, the campus pastors to take over. Last week we had 235 people, 235 people receive the Lord, through, uh, at least tell us that they received the Lord. That's like seven to eight times normal. It's because of what you did. That's the power of you guys sharing. And so we want to leverage your ability to share the gospel, which is how the church spread from 12 people, Jesus and 12 disciples, to the world. Amen? Let me pray and then the campus pastors will take over. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Lord, I pray our church would pray. And I pray our church would share their faith. And that thousands and thousands would give their life to Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Say hello, Pastor George. You know, it's funny, uh, somebody referred to me this past week as the tithe guy. Um, it's really my heart that you would be blessed. I want to be the blessing guy. I want to, I love being able to pray a blessing over each and every one of you. I pray for you every single day of the week. God's given me a special love in my heart for you. I think it's just a, a just a taste of how much he loves you and how much he wants you to be blessed. And Giving is one of those practical, simple ways that we engage God in his blessings. And so uh, if you have your, let's go ahead and, you know, it, it says, when we give, it says, God, I'm blessed. I'm already blessed because I have something. And I'm trusting you that all the blessings coming are coming from you. So we're, I don't have to hold on because I'm trusting that God's going to keep blessing. Amen? So let's give the Lord a hand for blessing us so much. and promising to continue blessing us in the future. So if you have your, your tithe and offering today, go ahead and, and just hold it in your hand and let me pray a blessing over that and a blessing over you. If you're new, our, tithe, our giving boxes are the silver boxes on every exit. If you're watching online, you can just click give and join us there. Or you can even text to give if that makes it easier for you. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful group of people that you loved so much you sent your own son to die on the cross for them to rise from the dead so that we could have life everlasting and today I pray a special blessing on them for everyone whether they're giving or not God I pray you would bless them little kiss on the cheek from you to them and they would know it's from you and that you love them we pray that what we give you today will put a smile on your face and we pray that you would use it to continue to save lives and to change and transform families in our community. We love you so much and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our pastoral support team's down front if you need prayer for anything. God bless you. Love you. See you next week.